Hello and welcome to Gomo Podcast and a link to the past randomizer podcast. I'm Dante. I'm Perfect Durfee. And I am Tip. And this is episode 129. That's a, that's a big number, guys. Yeah, it's 29. Been, it's been going for a while, huh? We've pretty much never missed an episode. When we do, we like make it up the next week. So that's that basically represents nearly five years coming up on five years of continuous biweekly episode releases. Mm-hmm. Lord, if I if I may also, if you'll allow it, reunited and it feels so good. I guess that's true. Yeah, it's so good to be back with the two of you. <laughs> After two episodes, uh, we had one Herfless and one Dantyless, mm-hmm. and now we finally got the gang back together. And we put yes. aside our differences. <laughs> the, yeah, we finally patched the, things up. The dark age arc of Gomon Podcast is over. <laughs> We're back to the normal times. Yeah, um, what I said last time is still relevant, though. If you could not mention anything around us in the channel, still extremely <laughs> sensitive. We're walking on eggshells around each other, folks. I, I thought mean, it was sunshine. We're walking on eggshine. Whoa. Eggshine. Okay. Maybe moonshine. <laughs> the, the, Ooh, the, these like, trying times. Eggshine you know, sounds like eggnog that's made with moonshine. A moonshine with like three raw eggs cracked into it and mixed around. Gross. You got to get the protein, right? Uh-huh. AKA a redneck breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, now my curiosity is taken over and I must try it. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe today's the day because it is July 4th, which is traditionally over here in these United States. Kind of a drinking holiday, I suppose. Maybe I'll see if I can secure some egg moonshine for later. <laughs> you. Lovely. Yeah. Another interesting thing about this episode is it's one of those weird ones where we're recording it and then less than 12 hours later, we're uploading it. So this is like right down to the wire of when we can record and still get an episode out at the normal time. And Tim's got a lot of work ahead of him tonight editing this. I'm going to make it very difficult for him. <laughs> uh yeah i was also i meant to say this before we started recording but i'm i'm okay if this episode's like 40 minutes long 45 minutes long. <laughs> you Ooh. listening know how successful we were at that so that's kind of an interesting uh, you have a little more insight into the situation than even we do mm-hmm. as the mm-hmm. recorders so uh yeah uh okay we got to talk about we got to talk about specky rip Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I thought of that earlier. I was like, oh, that's good. I'm going to use that. So, yeah, um, we uh, and by we, I mean myself, Dante and Malmo two weeks ago gathered for a discussion as we do every two weeks uh, and talked about this new Specky clip. As a quick reminder, this was basically a way to get into Swamp using a newly discovered glitch from Specky Specs in which you use a bomb and hookshot to bypass the hammer requirement in Swamp. And I think there's even a way to do it without the hookshot, too. No, right? it requires the hookshot. Okay. okay, maybe I'm thinking of something else. Okay, so that, that's that's the glitch. Um, we all felt pretty confident it probably would be uh, pushed through without much discussion by the Racing Council. Uh, and then a, I think, day or two after the episode was released, an announcement was made by Dante on behalf of the Racing Council, just speaking as a, a mouthpiece for the group, that Specky Clips is at this time not allowed in competitive play. And there, I think it's safe to say there was a bit of a public outcry. Uh, it was another one of those situations where there's like a thousand messages in the racing talk yeah. channel in the discord in like, you know, <laughs> a few hours. Mm-hmm. Um, I went back and skimmed most of them, read a few of them uh, to try to you know get an idea of what the conversation was. And keep in mind, this was all about two weeks ago that this happened at this point. But we'll do our best to kind of break down what happened. Obviously, Dante can speak to you know the decision that was made and we can all talk a little bit about like kind of the aftermath and where we are now with it but um dante is that like enough setup is there anything else that you want to say before we get into this uh i mean i I don't know i mean i was just gonna jump into it but uh yeah 
I mean, we're we're in there, I yeah. guess. Really, I don't know what I'm talking about, but so, like, we're here. I I don't. I wouldn't say. I, I would say maybe you're a little wrong about there wasn't much discussion. Uh, or you yeah, know, with the council. I, yeah, I said it weird for uh, sure. Yeah, but uh, there was definitely a lot of discussion. Like I was already a little taxed on talking about it when I had to make the announcement. Uh, and you know, uh. I don't mind making the announcement. I knew there was. So here's what's this is like the most popular thing that's been said, um, I think. And it's actually kind of funny because of how true it is. If Specky Clip is legal, people are going to complain that it's legal and they're going to be happy it's legal. And then they're going to continue all to play randomizer. And then if it's illegal, which it is, people are going to complain that it's illegal. People are going to be happy that it's illegal and they're going to continue to play randomizer because really nothing's changed. Uh so it's just uh, it's a place for people to complain and that's fine. I do think there was a lot of good complaining, um, maybe like accompanied with stats uh, and like very level headed information, not just in the council channels, but in the, the racing talk channel. And then there's just like, you know, a lot of dumpster fire memes, uh, people just coming for tea, which is just very accustomed to, I think, almost any gaming community. So um, it's a matter of like wading through it and not dealing, I guess for the council side, not taking it too personal, I guess is probably a way to put it. Uh, I I personally, I mean, I've, I've been very vocal about this in the podcast, but like I voted yes, I wanted it to happen. I was the old cranky man with Icebreaker and Diver Down initially and seeing how successful they were, I was like, you know, this... Is kind of free, similar to those. I think we should potentially allow it. That being said, I think that everyone's reasoning they gave for voting yes or no, everybody, most everybody was very respectful. And, um, you know, I, I respect the reasoning for how we got to where we are. Do I expect it to always be illegal? I can't say. Uh, because I think there's enough, like... Uh, this this might just be enough to stir up like getting a lot of council applications, which is something we're going to plug a little later. Uh, I don't know, you know, like I don't know exactly how many people publicly are going to be leaving council right now. And there could be some changeover. Like, I don't want to see there be ever be like a council where it's almost like, well, these people are in council, so they're going to make this illegal, you know, X, Y, Z. And then six months later, another council comes in and then they they make it legal. And then, you know, well, they got tired of it, you know, a year later. And now we're going to make it illegal again. I, I've never wanted to see something like that. I think everyone has the best interest of the whole community in mind. And that's that's what I want to see overall, I think. Mm -hmm. Can you try to summarize what the reasoning was? So there, I, I guess it's not incumbent on the racing council to say we have decided to ban this glitch or not mm. to allow this glitch to be used for the following reasons. But there were still a lot of the council members who voted the way that they did kind of sharing why they voted the way that they did. And obviously that was the majority vote. Can you remember or like kind of out, outline like what some of those reasons were that they, they wanted to ban this? The biggest ones I think uh, and that this, these have been put into racing talk as well. I, I forgot who did it. Somebody in the community decided to make like a little Google doc that had anything that the council members said in racing talk. Like, I'm looking for that right now. Yeah. yeah sorry. And I was trying to. One yeah. of the, one of the main things people would say is that there's no risk to this. It's quite literally just reward, you know, like granted you could say, well, you're doing swamp out of logic. But in theory, you're just saving a key, you're saving time, and there's no risk. So Harapot, for instance, there's not always this scenario, but if that big key is in the basement and you skip it, you are obviously bypassing the big chest. In a key sanity mode, that could be very, you know, detrimental, potentially. Um, actually saw a race last week, I was watching that it was detrimental in, so, you know, there's a case for that. Uh, mm. But... Even like Icebreaker, there's a little bit of risk with that. It would give you more incentive maybe in like, say, cross keys or even other modes to potentially dive. 
ice before you have like a hammer or a glove. If you have a cane, you can get a couple extra checks out of logic, maybe make some reads into where something else could or could not be. And then that being said, you know, you could get punished somehow for that. Uh, I like swamp. Some people who said no to this, you know, were on initially the, the fence of, uh, or the side of the fence of that, like swamp as well. Like the diver down was like just a free time save. So like they were kind of against that too. Uh, there was no risk with that except maybe like losing a key left side if you mess up, but that's not really like a logical like mess up. That's just a glitch malfunction or lack of skill to do it per se. So mm-hmm. like though that, that kind of reasoning I can get behind that. Um, you know, a lot of times, you know, they call people have called into question the, the pod Amber Yump that we see. We see it a lot in Key Sanity. We see it in Cross Keys. We see it even if the, the stars align correctly for like, you know, non-keys modes. And it's it does have its potential downsides. You know, you could get something out of logic if you don't remember the logical implication of how you got that uh, or what requires what it requires as far as key count, then there is potential to get out of logic that way. Um, same thing could be said in a way, I guess, of Specky Clip. Now that I'm kind of like saying that out loud, but mm. um, there's just there, there's like so many things people took into um, what's the word here? They took it to account for, and yeah, you know, they're voting. I, I believe that literally everyone on council was voting with the intent of you know what they think would be best overall for the racing scene. And I don't think there was like any malicious like voting going on. I'm sure someone said that, that it was that, but I don't think that was the case at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, was there, there was at least one person who abstained, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, we, we won't, I will say who, and I, I can't, I don't, I don't feel comfortable. Talk about it. I don't feel okay. comfortable going into why. So that's um, fine. But yeah, they, they chose to abstain for, for reasons. Gotcha. So I guess what I've taken from this, the people who voted the way that they did against allowing it, it the reasons they cited were that it's kind of a perfect storm of being able to skip an item and skipping through a rail and all reward, no risk, which the the thing that, you know, people kind of pushed back on was, OK, all of those things are already possible with other glitches. In other words, if you were to look at there being like a normal court, like precedent, like, okay, there's precedent for this to be allowed because this glitch is allowed. There are like three or four kind of different parallels people could draw from other glitches to this one, which, but so to get back to what I was saying before, the ones who voted the way they did, there's, they say, yes, we recognize that, but the way that they're all combined together in this one skip is where we feel that maybe it's not going to be overall a positive to allow it to be used in competitive play. So I can understand that. I also appreciate, you know, hearing that everyone that voted had, you know, was really voting with the best interest of the community in mind. And I would, I would expect nothing less, uh, but it, it's still good to hear. Um, so after, you know, reading all of those comments to kind of summarize some of the things that I read that, uh, you know, kind of struck a chord with me, one in particular was the fact that this glitch was discovered. There was like a week or two where the racing council was looking at it and then they came out and, you know, disallowed it. The, the thing that kind of feels the most or like is the hardest to accept as a community member is the fact that we never even really got to try it. We never, we never got to like test it out. And yes, like anyone can open a practice hack and, and, you know, do it to their heart's content or even have like a friendly race and say like, it's allowed. We had our bi-weekly seed where we said you are explicitly allowed to specky clip if it will help you in this seed. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, there's no reason that's not allowed because we have our own thing and we can do what we want, you know, but for, I guess what I mean by that is like we didn't get a chance to test it out in terms of the meta over the course of months of time to see overall, like if we were to start to generalize and take a lot of data points and put them together, is this actually better or worse for us as a community? We don't know. We won't know. We don't have that data uh, unless something drastic happens and, um, you know, that decision is overturned. It's not something we're going to be able to try out. 
Well, I'll say so that in I, the process of like recording a lot of race time races, there have been a lot mm-hmm. of a, a lot recently that have had like been pickup casual races that have been saying specy clip allowed. And that's fine. Like by all means, if you have questions, feel free to ask, but you're allowed to use beat the game. You don't have to use a special category as long as everybody in your race knows what the rules are. You could do, you know, you can do an alternate rule set. It's totally fine. So I would encourage people to do that. I've gotten wind that there may be a couple upcoming tournaments that, you know, on maybe either the larger or smaller scale that are going to allow this as kind of a testing ground to see if maybe they could use that as potential for the council to see things. Now, whether or not the council cares to pay attention to that is going to be up to them. Um, But, you know, I, I have hope. I'll say that eventually this will get legalized. But for now, um, you know, these these are the rules are presented with as far as like if you want to start a tournament or race on race time and say we're using the normal competitive rule set. Mm -hmm. So a couple things on that. One is that when you start to get into like, okay, we're going to have a race and all racing council rule sets or the the racing council rule set applies except for this one little thing that we're going to allow. It Mm -hmm. starts to get a little out of hand, right? Because now like you're starting to pick and choose what you want to observe and what you don't want to observe. And then it's like, well, what even is the point of the racing council? If we're going to start skirting around, Oh, we like everything about the racing council, you know, what they decided, except we want this little thing different. And then another community does theirs and they have another little thing that's different. And it's like, why even have these codifying rule sets if we're just going to skirt them all anyway, you know? So that's a whole can of worms that frankly, I don't even know if we want to get into right now. I'll split hairs Um, on that real quick. Like I'll be brief. Sure. So the racing council has been formed due to the fact. And I mean, I, I say this with all respect that the admins of that discord used to be the people who made the rules. And as the admins started to phase out of the racing scene, They were a little they were admittedly a little out of touch with what the racing community wanted. So they allowed for a a council to be formed to have, you know, a say. And then they could be like a a potentially like to a to a degree self-governing thing and make rules. So the council just makes the rules. Right. That doesn't mean like, as I said to someone else, you can literally have a rule set where you're playing a normal casual boot seed. And as long as it's agreed upon, you can go do overworld glitches. Like the thing is, is like everyone is starting to take race time and other things. So very serious and, you know, like nitpicking so many things about it and it doesn't need to be that way. It's quite literally, as long as it's a fair playing field, then the race is good. Like, you know, the voice call category was made because of a big outcry when the voice call stuff got banned. And then that way you've got two options. So same thing. You know, we don't want to have to like say, OK, well, here's one like here's a category for where Diver Downs banned. Like, you know, you can do everything but that, you know, so on and so mm-hmm. forth. But it's just a matter of like doing what you guys want to do for fun. Like, I think I think we even plugged it a couple years back. There was some tournament that said you could not do any tricks like I think Ice Palace oh, bomb yeah. jump was banned, like dark rooms were banned, stuff no like glitches. that. Right. Yeah. So that being said, like just you as long as everyone knows the rules going into a tournament or whatever, I, I, I see no issue with that. I don't think it's like, you know, a detriment to the council. I don't think it's a detriment to anybody doing it and being on council. I don't find it at all disrespectful for players or tournament organizers to say, you know, we're going to experiment with this, you know, like if they were very forthcoming, like, you know, giving the middle finger to the council, like then it's kind of like, well, you're probably not doing this in the best spirits, but it's, if you're just doing it to get data, then I think it's great. In fact, that might even be the way to get this overturned. If it's like every single tournament is like, well, we want Specky Clip where, you know, we want to see what it looks like and then they enjoy it. They like it. They decide, yeah, okay, it's cool. And then every tournament from here on out has that extra stipulation. Oh yeah. Specky Clip is cool. At a certain point, racing council is going to have to reevaluate and say, okay, well, this is getting ridiculous. Every single tournament has this speculation. Why don't we just, or has this, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, 
this this uh, stipulation added, why don't we just follow suit? So speaking, what's dumb? Uh, sorry, what's yeah, go ahead. really dumb, but very possible, is that the way the bylaws are written, there's no statute of limitations. If people wanted to be more so vindictive, they could literally bring that glitch back up for review right now. And if there was a second motion, we'd have to vote on it again. So like there's, there's that Avenue. It just depends on how I guess stubborn someone would want to be, or if, you know, the admins overruled the bylaws and said, you know, Hey, you guys can't keep fighting with each other. (laughs) So uh, that is exactly what I was about to say is, you know, there, there are processes to formally overturn a decision, but I believe you need to have like a two thirds majority to overturn Mm -hmm. something. Right. Yeah. And the reason for that is, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong. It's like, we don't want people to come in and start relitigating every single decision ever made. uh, Especially when there's a lot of turnover from term to term. Um, You don't want people just coming in, kind of making up their own rules and changing the rule set based on what they might find preferable. You want to make it a little harder to overturn a past decision. Right. There was a few things that have been close. And they, you know, yeah. you just didn't want it to be, well, okay, well, two people left council this term and got two more in. Well, they were anti, you know, undiscovered glitch here. So with the two new people coming in being pro undiscovered glitch here, we can now legalize said undiscovered glitch. Like, you know, it, that that's, it's to prevent like confusion, I think, yeah. because, you know, that was one concern with having the, the vote system the way it was, was. Like when we were writing the bylaws way back in term two, it's like, do you really want it where it can literally be in six months? It's something different. And then six months later, it's something else. And then it's back to the old way. And that's going to really, I think, be almost a cancer to your community more so than helping. Yeah. Herf, you've been awfully quiet. What do you think about all this? Yeah, I mean, I've been quiet because you two have pretty much touched on everything that I've been thinking as well. Uh, Let's go over it from the start. I was also kind of surprised that it wasn't allowed. I was also under the impression, you know, it's similar enough to whatever other things we're doing. Um, It'll just go through. It'll probably be no no huge issue and it won't be, you know, a huge thing. But uh, to almost everyone's surprise, I suppose, uh, it didn't go through, but I I also, I don't know if I agree with them, but I can also see the reasoning of this just being, you know, a thing that everyone does now, kind of like, you know, for a really old example, Ice Palace bomb jump, where like, it wasn't even a question. If you're in Ice Palace, you're going to do the bomb jump mm-hmm. and it's always going to be the better choice. And, you know, this was kind of in the same, you know, vein, I guess. So I can see the reasoning. I don't know if I agree with it. We'll see where it goes. Um, as far as the whole discussion around it and everything goes, uh, I didn't read too much of it, to be honest, because I think it's really exhausting to like scroll back through a thousand messages that all kind of, you know, a lot of times go in circles and people keep it's bringing exhausting. up the same stuff. And then the discussion starts again and it's happened yeah. before and it's going to happen again. And I just, you know, didn't care too much about all that. So I didn't really participate in that too much. Um, I think, I don't know. I think it's an interesting thing really to look at all of this and how it shook out. And I think something that Dante brought up earlier where it's like, you know, it's not, uh, it, it doesn't really, the rules of the council aren't like set in stone for every tournament ever made. I know from the latter as well, we usually abide by the council rules set in place. But, you know, if we didn't want to, we didn't have to. We could have made our own rules for ladder completely if we wanted to. It would be very confusing, probably, but we could. And I think that brings up interesting other questions that are probably too big of a can of worms to start now. But, you know, if you're thinking about, well, if every tournament can just kind of make their own rules and they don't have to abide, then why do we have a council in the first place? Right. What do we need them for? Exactly. I mean, they do more than just allow or disallow glitches. So that's what we need them for. I think that's that's, a, true. that's a very important part of the counseling. And I think that's also a very important part of why the council was originally conceived. 
you know, for like cheating investigations or other things in the community that are going wrong. It's really easy to think of the council as just a kind of like the glitch rulers, right? They make the decisions on the glitches and that's what they do. But they also do a bunch of other stuff should it come up. Thankfully, lately, it's been pretty good, I think. So, you know, we haven't had any crazy drama or cheating investigations or anything like that that were shaking up the community. So it's easy to, to forget that. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's interesting that it wasn't allowed. I'm curious to see if it's going to stay that way. Um, to kind of go back on what you said, Tim, about we as a community didn't even really get to try it. Um, I sort of agree, but at the same time, I feel like how would you really put that into practice, right? Because you said, well, you know, we, we should collect more data. And I agree with that. But what kind of time frame do you give people? Do you say, okay, we'll just let it sit in, you know, kind of like, is it allowed or not allowed limbo for a month and let people try it out? Or do we do six months? Aren't people just, you know, so used to it that there's not really a chance for you to disallow it anymore after six months? Where everyone's yeah, been much. using it, right, for half a year, and now suddenly you're going, all right, we found out that everyone's doing it all the time because it's just really good, and that's the reason why we're disallowing it. Can you imagine the drama that would happen <laughs> then? So, no, you know, you're absolutely right, yeah. It's, right. Uh, I, I agree with you, and I don't agree with you. It's kind of, you know, stuck between a rock and a hard place in situations like this, so I, I understand the, the hardships yeah, that is the natural course of that is you say, OK, Specky Clip is on a official probationary allowance right now. And yeah, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head one month, six at an absolute maximum, you know, two or three seems good. Mm -hmm. And then you get together and say, OK, what kind of how have we as racers, you know, and members of the racing council felt about using it? What kind of anecdotal experience do we have? And then also a little bit of like as watchers of the community, how have we seen it impact races mm -hmm. uh, and then make a decision from there? And, yeah, you're right. Uh, there's almost no way in hell that it gets taken away at that point. But I think that's good, too. You know, at the very least, it causes you to go back and reassess and we have a better idea of the kind of impact it has made. Mm -hmm. And, you know, let's say so I, I don't think it's possible that Specky Clip gets like repealed or whatever if in my like hypothetical situation. But maybe there's another glitch that's a little more hardcore in one way say the execution is way harder but it gives you a lot more you know just some theoretical glitch mm -hmm. then i could see it being like hey yeah we're uh uh People are participation in tournaments is dropping off. People are not having as much fun with the game. That gives them a chance at that point to say, OK, yeah, we're going to scale this one back or maybe make a separate rule set that does allow this, um, you know, and split it off in this one situation. Mm -hmm. um, so I, that's how I, I would hope that, you know, the Racing Council maybe looks at the, this, how all of this went and, and the reaction to it and maybe looks at doing something like probationary periods for new glitches going forward. It could also be hypothet hypothetical because, I mean, it took us like two years to find something new just to get this. So mm -hmm. it could be quite a while before we have another specky clip. Yeah, but maybe. Yeah. Um, to kind of just put a bow on this from my side, uh, I, I wanted to mention that I have uh, a very different, I think people, someone must have brought this up as well. I didn't follow the, the discussion too closely, as I said, but someone else probably feels this way as well. It's kind of a selfish thing, and I don't think it's put into consideration a lot, and I totally understand why. But the reason why I'm not really against Specky Clip, but why I don't mind it not being allowed is... Um, I'm, I'm not a, you guys know, I'm not a racer. I haven't been a racer in a long time. I play the casual seat every now and again, but with every new glitch discovered or every new thing found, I feel that like a herf comeback is so much further away mm -hmm. than it will be if there wasn't because the, the distance between me and even, you know, the most average of players currently is getting it's just getting larger and larger because i don't know about diver down i mm -hmm. can barely do icebreaker i have no clue how to do heropod i've never done a spiky clip in my life right so the 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 things are piling up and you know just ignoring me and my personal ego and being shattered by new glitches being discovered uh, I'm imagining what it's like for new people to come into the community and, you know, with every glitch discovered, especially one 
that goes more in the direction of, oh, this is just something you you got to do. That's, you know, yeah. you, you just have to do this like the Ice Palace bomb jump. Uh, it just, I, I feel like, I don't know how much it actually affects people or if people just power through it and accept it as, you know, that's the learning curve of the game. But I would feel pretty discouraged if I was faced with like, you know, 10, 15, 20 glitches that are like, all right, you kind of got to learn this or you will never be, you know, relevant in a competitive sense. Maybe people yeah. are fine with just playing it for fun. And I certainly am currently. So I'm fine with, you know, not knowing my dark rooms and waddling through whatever to find a lamp and finally being go mode. But if you ever want to kind of play on the ladder or be competitive in some sort of way, you've got to learn the glitches and you're going to know what you're doing. And the the barrier to entry, so to speak, is, is getting higher and higher. And I think that's okay. Like, I think if the skill ceiling is getting higher, that's fine. If the barrier to entry is getting higher, that's probably detrimental to your community at some point. Mm. Yeah, well put. That's true. I'm sure that was probably part of, you know, some of the some of the consideration barrier to entry, I think is a good way to sum that up. Mm-hmm. That, uh, you know, the, the people that voted that way were probably considering that as well. And it's, it's a good point. You know, it's just another thing you have to learn to be able to play the game at a, you know, and be somewhat competitive. Yeah. So, well, let's wrap up this talk about Specky Clip and Racing Council with our other Racing Council news. Um, Dante, why don't you tell us about this one that you added here to, to cap this off? Well, we're ending this term uh, in a couple weeks. Uh, so the applications are open. Um, the new term will start August the 1st around that time at least. And, um, so applications are open now through July 16th at 8 PM Eastern time or Eastern daylight time. So there, there should be in the racing council news channel, a post with the hammer time. So it should be localized to your time zone. But if you want to have a voice, you know, potentially then I would suggest you to apply. Um, There's always room to expand council. There's always room to uh, at least now that we're at 15 currently, there's all there's room to obviously replace people who are leaving and uh, anyone who cares about the community to an extent uh, this this is honestly like not me trying to rally people to come vote for Specky Clip. I don't want that. I don't want that to be like a yeah. thing. I don't want someone to come in and say I'm coming for one term just because you guys platform. suck. Yeah, like yeah. I don't want that. But what I do want is people who are passionate about the community and want to help out. You know, with potential cheaters, with potential harassment, with uh, glitch rulings, things like that. I mean, a lot of it can be tedious and annoying, but. That being said, there's a lot of people who do have a lot of passion for this, and I think that anyone who wants to apply for that should. Um, and honestly, just depending on depending how many slots there are, I would never ever take it personal if you aren't voted in. Um, I know it's probably easy for me to say on the inside, but uh, the, don't ever. I don't want anyone who's ever applied in the past to feel like they're not good enough. Um, so. Just if you if you feel like you want to donate some time for six months, then uh, or longer, then please apply for it. Be considered for it. There was another thing brought up in the like specky discussion about the racing council, because, you know, the racing council was kind of a part of that conversation. And of course, I can't remember who it was exactly that mentioned it, but they made me think of something I hadn't thought about before, which is that the racing council is self-selecting and does somewhat create itself kind of in its own image from term to term. And I think that's a good point, but I've been thinking on that ever since I read it, and I really don't know how you solve for that. I just was curious if you guys had any thoughts on that. Do you think it's an issue that the people who choose who's going to be on Racing Council are the Racing Council themselves? That's tough. So, yeah. Do you, does this mean there's been some conversation a long time ago about having a group of people with a very, very, very low barrier of entry uh, be the ones who vote in the council? But then my thought process with an that electoral is, college, if you will. <laughs> yeah, you basically having a council to for a council, and that just seems. It's a 30 year old video game, dude. <laughs> yeah. We, you, you seriously mentioned earlier, like potentially like removing the racing council. If, 
I, I think the council has served its purpose. Uh, if we were to abolish it, I wouldn't, I would welcome that potentially. There, there's some caveats to that. I think there would need to be discussion from admins and maybe the current council about what proceedings would be done for like say cheating investigations, because I know the main discord admins don't want any part of doing that yet again. So we couldn't force that back onto them. But, um, you know, if, if there was like maybe people just called in, Hey, we need you to review this claim. Okay. We'll review the claim. And then that be it for the service. That would be almost like a jury duty. (laughs) Um, That might be, that might be beneficial if the council were to ever dissolve or go away. Um, I wasn't uh, suggesting that I might've said, what's the point of having a council as like the culmination to a point I was making. But no, I I think that the, the council is very, very necessary. Um, I very much appreciate mm -hmm. the work they do. I mean, maybe I should just throw that in there since we are being a little more critical than, than normal. Um, you know, they're all volunteers. Let's not forget, um, but no, I think they're absolutely necessary. I see the purpose for them. And I, you know, to come back to that one argument that I was making, I don't want every tournament to have their own set of rules. I, I think that's ridiculous. I think it's a lot easier if they all can agree yeah. on one rule set, which the racing council helps to set. So, yeah, just to clarify that. Yeah. And like, you know, for instance, I think a lot of the big tournaments are like really big ones are going to probably stick with it. I mean, Cross Keys is using racing council rules main tournament obviously stuck with it. They didn't just suddenly say Specky clip was allowed here for like top four. Maybe next year is different. Um, I pretty sure league we haven't like officially announced anything, but I'm pretty sure we're going to go with just racing council rules and call it a day just so we don't have like confusion for a bigger event with, you know, a lot of newer players as well with open league. That's, that's my thought. Um, that's my reasoning. So, you know, take it for what it's worth, but yeah, like, you know, there's, there's an argument to be made that at this given time, there's the, I mean, the council has been around four. this is hitting exactly the four year mark. So mm. there's argument to say that, do we really need it? But there's argument to say it's very necessary. So there's, there's pros and cons to both. But as far as like the self-governing thing, like I said, do you have a council for a council? And maybe yes. If you open it up to the mass public, I feel like then you're going to have popularity contest. It's going to be mess. like, mm-hmm. like if, if they have to keep me voted in per se for the next term, I'm going to have to like campaign to people. And honestly, yeah. like I think the people who are <laughs> on it, this sounds bad, but the people who are on it don't care to be a popularity contest winner uh, mm-hmm. at, at this given time, like they just care mm-hmm. about the community and that just makes it even more tedious to deal with. If you've got to be like, listen, here's, I, I'm going to vote for this. You got, you know, vote for me. I'm your new mayor. Like I, I, I see more issues arising with that than I would see it being self self voting. But you know, I mean, if you leave, you don't get a say anymore as far as like who gets on and who doesn't. So, you know, I, I don't think we've had any abuse of that power we'll call it yet um hopefully we never do i think you know if you were looking at it from the outside and you had no idea about the people involved and the history of everything you were just looking at how things are run currently i think realistically the like official way i guess or the the way people would want it to be is that the admins like decide who you know someone says hey i'm leaving the council after this term so the admins decide on who is going to be the new member that would in my eyes at least theoretically be the way but knowing all the history and why the council was created and how things have shaken out over as Dante said the past four years and the bylaws and everything that they thought of and the people that are involved and stuff I don't think it's really a problem. I don't think there's ever been, you know, as Dante said, it's not like you can say, hey, I'm leaving after this term, but before I leave, I'm going to put my vote in for this guy to replace me. That's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's kind of not how it works. So I don't think there's really much of a possibility or at least not more of a possibility than it will be with any other system where people could just, you know, gang up or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going one level above the council to kind of appoint people solves the problem of it not being self-selecting mm-hmm. anymore. But it almost feels even more problematic because now right. those like three people, for instance, whoever they are, um, 
are just going to run everything and pick the people that they want, you know, in, a, in like thinking very cynically, not that, you know, that would happen. Or yeah, happened, and more but. so, I think the problem would be that we'd be kind of back to how it was before the council where the admins had to deal with everything. They just, just doing all the work, yeah. Right, why, just instead why of dealing with the work, you deal with, you know, appointing people and removing people and what all the time. And so. to do that effectively... That means they would still have to be very actively involved with the racing right. scene to be aware of who most who players are. Pick. Yeah. yeah. Like mm-hmm. what, what makes a, a person point. a quality candidate? Is it about what they write in a little paragraph on the application? You know, even for us, right. sometimes that's hard. Sometimes we get sometimes we get a, a full doctoral thesis in in that response, <laughs> which is, is fine. And then sometimes we literally get two words and it may be serious or a meme. Who knows? Like there are there are yeah. meme applications. So. Don't think sure. that if you if you decide to do that, that you're the first ever someone. Someone's already done it. <laughs> uh, Dante, I've seen a few of your meme applications, not to the racing council, but to all kinds of other <laughs> events. that we've He's talk, Yeah, the, the mentor tournament. <laughs> I have applied to that multiple times uh, back before Still not getting in. Yeah, for some reason, I, I need to be taught. One was enough. The, the one glitched when you were in. That was enough. Um. Okay, well, I think we've had enough of, of the Specky and, and Racing Council discussion, uh, but I just mean in terms of here, audio-wise on this podcast, if you want to continue the conversation over in our Discord, by all means, uh, let us know what your thoughts are on all this. Uh, just a couple other quick news items to go over. Uh, we have the casual boots registration opening up again soon. I don't have a ton of details on this, but I did get a DM from one of the admins letting me know that a big announcement is coming on the weekend of July 14th. I think that's like an announcement stream. They're going to be revealing some details about the tournament. And the only inside information I have on this is that they said it might be a little, quote, spicy, end quote. So I don't know what that means. I don't know what's coming down the pipeline for the casual boots tournament. So is that from your uh, team league teammate, Dr. Earworm? Okay, so I have to set the record straight on here. So we we tried to announce this last or last episode, <laughs> and we ended up having to cut it because the casual boots people weren't ready yet. And Dante accused me of getting secret info fed to me from Dr. Earworm, who is my long shots teammate member. I just want to come out publicly and say that is not my source. And so when you said that, I was I was uh, I was I was using that as a cover to cover for my real source, but also it hadn't even come i forgot that dr irwin was an admin for that tournament so i was like totally surprised when you had mentioned that mm-hmm. um so no that was not my source and of course as a good journalist i will never reveal my true source <laughs> <laughs> i have a pretty good idea let's put it that way I, I almost just said their name anyway so it's whatever <laughs> um but yeah that's that's what i know yeah i'm just pretty sure you heard it from <laughs> nice. That, that was a live beep, just so everyone knows. Tuesday, Tim, will put in beeps. That one was, was uh, totally live. That's a, that's a fun switch up. Um, so main tournament, we are coming up on the very end here right now. So we are in finals. We're down to our final two. We have Lin 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 versus GGW, Ganon's Gone Wild. The first match is this Friday at 7.10 Eastern p.m., uh, the second match will be Saturday, July 8th at 5.10 p.m. Eastern. And the third game, if needed, will be Sunday, July 9th at 5.10 p.m. Um, and those are on Made Speed Gaming, I assume. So mm-hmm. uh, good luck to both participants and uh, be sure to check that match out. It should be super hype. On the Challenge Cup side of things, they are also at finals. Uh, there we have Kaysden versus Alex Jass 2 or Alejas probably. If I had to guess, it's probably a, like Possibly. a soft J. Possibly, I know. I know. Speed Gaming uh, Francais was covering this. I believe they are part of the French community, so um, I, th- I think that's why that's covering that potentially. Uh, it's an assumption on my part, and we all know what happens when you make assumptions. So anyway, but they have yeah. played one game. A L E X J A S two. Just so there's <laughs> no confusion whatsoever. That is uh, who is squaring off against Kaysden in the finals. Uh, I didn't see anything on the match schedule for this. Oh, here it is. Okay, I hadn't checked it recently. So uh, they already did match one. Oh, no, never mind. This is, oh, this is the bronze match. Okay. Uh, game one was already played in Alex Jass 2-1. I don't see the other ones on the schedule. Uh, for the third place match, that's going to be Dark and Sky versus Nux, and those are on the schedule 
one of them is going to be at 7 p.m. this Thursday, and the other one will be 4 p.m. on Saturday. But again, those are the bronze matches. I'm not sure about when Kaysen and Alex Chas will be squaring off again, but uh, I guess just check out the Challenge Cup Discord. That's all I can really say for that. Um, oh, and also the main tournament uh, bronze match is Schulzer versus 2C, just for uh, just to make sure that's clear. Yeah, that actually, and, as we're recording, I think is getting kicked off for game two. So that could come to a conclusion as we record. Oh, wow. Okay, Ooh. that's fun. I don't know if Tuesday Tim's going to be up to put that in there, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Depends on how many fireworks I'm shooting off. Later. You're, uh, you're Tuesday Tim all day today. Yeah, no, you're talking to Tuesday Tim. Mm-hmm. Do you like him wow. better or worse than Monday Tim? Eh, he's pretty he's, all right. He's pretty chill. He's not yeah, out of breath same. running into his office from from work uh, to record <laughs> that, that at like five fifteen. Yeah, yeah, I was here early. Even can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, Dante was yeah. late this time. That guy, he sucks. <laughs> yeah, I disagree. All right, GP <laughs> community updates. So the mentor tournament still. Going along strong, no big issues or anything like that. Just a lot of people playing a lot of races, learning a lot of stuff about this game. A lot of chatter in the mentor tournament channel, the learning channel. Um, Discord's been buzzing, so love to see that. Um, I haven't really been down on the like match level, so I haven't I haven't seen a lot of races. Um, But you know, things usually work their way up when there's problems, and not a lot has really gotten to me. So that I take that as a good sign. So seems like things are going going well. Um, I really don't have more than that. I know it seems crazy. Um, <laughs> we are we are coming up on where I wanted to try to be done, so I'm okay with just kind of moving on from there. The biweekly seed was uh, the Specky Clip one that we allowed last time. This time, I I don't know. I don't really have any inspiration. We haven't really talked a lot about like <laughs> actual rando in this episode. Yeah, sort of weird. True. Uh, so yeah, not really any. Not a lot of inspiration to draw from that. What do you, I what are you guys thinking? suggest, and this is maybe a little advanced for the go mode side, but we could do cross keys in the theme of the 2023 cross keys tournament that's ongoing. Um, that is 100% uh, locations logic instead of 100% items logic. So the main thing with that is there could be no key locked keys so that mm-hmm. it helps you read the logic a little better. You know, we, we discussed that, I think, a little bit on a previous episode. So I would suggest we we do that. OK, yeah, let's do it. So does 100 percent locations actually work on there? Yes, it does. Okay. For, for entrance, it actually does, which is interesting because I knew I know that it didn't for some things mm-hmm. in non entrance because that messed up something Dunka was trying to do. But All I right. think that's actually getting fixed. But it's going to be it is. a little bit out. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That 100 percent that we talked about a few episodes back, there were right. some issues and it ended up not being able to be used as one of the modes. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. A shame. But they're working on it. Yeah. Like you said, yeah, it is so getting that, fixed. Cool. So cool. Props to them. Nice. All right. We'll do a cross keys. 100 percent location seat. If you want to gen that up for me now. All right. yeah, there it is. I, I wasn't even <laughs> done with that sentence. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll gen it up, baby. Sweet. All right. Thanks. Okay. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. All right. Uh, shoot us an email at gomodepodcast at gmail.com. You can watch us on YouTube. You can watch us on Twitch, um, Twitter, I guess. I guess. I guess. Yes. Twitter is so embattled these days. It's yeah, really weird it's like, promoting one. it, but whatever. We are on there. So it is what it is. Um, and let's do some shout outs. Herf, what do you got for us? Oh man, I haven't been here for the last episode, so you'd think there's been some accumulation of stuff. I'm trying to think. Let's start with, it was my birthday last time we recorded, so, you know, that's what I did there. That's why I wasn't around. Um, in the meantime, I finished Final Fantasy 16 that came out. Uh, good game, interesting game. Uh, yeah, I can't really say much more in a short time without going into like a huge thing. So yeah, I'd recommend it. Not quite a 10 out of 10 game, but definitely worth playing. And as a last thing, I've since started playing Live a Life, the remake that came out uh, like a while ago. 
of the old like uh, Super Nintendo JRPG kind of thing that never came out here or something. I, I really don't know too much about the history, but it's one of those 2.5D kind of like Octopath Trevor, Traveler mm -hmm. and Triangle Strategy looking games. And it's been a ton of fun and I'm almost done with it. I'll probably talk more about it next episode. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, that's it for me, I think. Nice. All right. Dante, what you got? Uh, I'm just going to say everybody should go. Uh, if you have a Steam account and you have a wish list, you should go check Steam because the Steam sale is happening and see if you mm. could find some game that you've wanted for a while. It might be on sale. That's exactly what happened to me yesterday. And I decided to buy some stuff this morning. Um, so far, I, I purchased uh, Celeste. I promised somebody back in April I'd play it casually. And now that it's <laughs> like five bucks, I'm finally going to do it. Um and then I also I purchased Forza Horizon 5 because I like racing games. And nice. the first, first thing I did in it when I had some money was I bought my real life car, even though it ain't the fastest car <laughs> in the game. And because um, my wife was laughing and she was like, so you just bought your car? I said, yeah, because I'm never going to get to drive my car this fast. So uh, <laughs> there you go. Makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, yeah. I totally follow that. Cool. Um, for my shout out this time and. You know, it's very possible I've shouted this out before, but if so, it's been literal years since I did. So uh, I'm going to shout out the podcast, Hey Riddle Riddle. It also, like this podcast, comes out on Wednesday mornings. Uh, but unlike us, they come out once a week. They also have, if you sign up for their Patreon, a Friday episode, which is more kind of like variety um, in what they cover. And then they even have tiers above that. But for I would say just start with Hey Riddle Riddle, um, the weekly one. And it is uh, a riddle podcast where three hosts um, ask each other riddles and they run the gamut of like, wordplay and like uh you know more traditional riddles just all kinds of they have these like old uh books that they found that they read from like from the 50s and stuff uh, but what makes it really funny is like the riddles are like whatever like i like a good riddle but what's great about it is all three of them are uh improv comedians from the chicago area and if you don't know anything about chicago it's kind of one of the best places that you can, you know, get into improv comedy. Um, their names are Adel Rafai, Aaron Keefe, and JPC, which is John Patrick Cohen. And all three of them are hilarious. And when they get together, um, I, I laugh out loud every time I listen to this podcast. So that's, hey, Riddle Riddle. It's on the HeadGum Network. Um, definitely explicit, just <laughs> to give that heads up. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, that's part of what makes it funny. And, uh, yeah, I really, really enjoy that podcast. I've been listening to it every week for years. Um, so... If that sounds appealing to you, then go check it out. All right. Uh, we did pretty good. We're, we're under an hour, which really at the end of the day is all I can truly hope for these days. Um, we're always teetering on, <laughs> on that this hour episode mark. of Racing Talk. Yep. <laughs> racing through the racing talk. Exactly. Um, cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We will be back again in two weeks on behalf of my co-hosts, Herfy, Derfy, and Dante. I've been Temp. Let's go ahead and mirror out. God bless America. Okay, we're done. That's the end. <laughs>